On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with productivity expert Kimmy Morton. And I love this conversation. And you'll see towards the end that I had a big realization. And so you can tell that if I'm having an impact on this conversation, that I know that you will too, because she completely redefines what it means to be productive and what the definition of productivity really is is. So you're going to love this episode. Kimmy is so awesome, brings the energy, which you know I love. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. We are back. We are here. And I am excited as always because I bring on the best guest and this individual is no different. Before we're jumping on, you can just, I could feel the energy. And so I am so excited. Kimmy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm here like dancing too. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, love it. So real quick, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Thank you so much. Yes, well, my name is Kimi Morton, and I am from Honolulu, Hawaii. I was born and raised here. I live here now, and um, I'm... I love it. I feel so blessed to have been born in the islands. Uh, I'm a coach. I help online entrepreneurs to create businesses that are um, fun, (laughs) first and foremost, uh, easy and light and joyful. I am really interested in productivity, especially. I've always been attracted to this concept of productivity. And I'm really interested in redefining productivity because I feel that this concept of productivity, something I've been like nerding out on for years and years, um, is shifting and changing. And so I really love to help entrepreneurs kind of move away from that hustle, grind, stressful way of doing business to incorporating uh, more feminine energy, a little more receiving, a lot more rest, you know, really embracing um, kind of this idea of like, like a professional athlete, right? A professional athlete needs as much deep recovery and rest as they do deep work that they're putting into their craft. And so it's so fun, so joyous for me. And um, yeah, so that's a little bit about what I do. Um, I have a coaching program that I take people through and a boot camp program. And so, yeah, I'm just uh, living the dream out here. <laughs> love it. I love Hawaii. I have been there. I went there for two weeks. Um, how was it? Two or three years ago. Um, my friend was a surf instructor um, nice. out there. So me and my other friend took advantage and we're like, we're coming to Hawaii two weeks. Like such an amazing trip. I, I love it there. That's so, so cool. I'm sure we could talk more about that, but I love where you started because the way that you just started explaining things, you're talking about business and you're talking about things being fun, things being light, things being easy. That doesn't sound like how we normally describe businesses. (laughs) So I would love to dive into that of just like how you see the importance of 
making business fun, making business light, you know, how important is that for us as entrepreneurs? Wow. Yeah, that's so true. It's funny, right? Because like, I forget sometimes that not everybody <laughs> thinks about business in that way. And I'm not saying that I always do either. But what I have definitely learned about myself and learned about my clients is that when we focus on having fun, when we focus on feeling good, that is actually the productivity and performance secret that most of us are looking for, right? And we see this all the time when we're in a high vibe state, when we're in, um, in our joy and finding ways to make things fun, <laughs> all of a sudden what happens? We have more energy. We have these light bulb ideas. We have magnetic energy that's attracting us to other people. Um, and everything just feels a little bit lighter and easier. Now, of course, there's going to be times in our business and our life that it's not about making everything fun all the time, but it is about being aware of our vibrational state, right? So there are the lower vibrational states that we can be in of doubt, of fear, of frustration. And we all know those like spiral down, right? If anybody has seen the Abraham Hicks vibrational, emotional vibrational scale, those spiral down. And we're just not going to have the best ideas there. We're not going to have that attractive energy necessarily. And it just feels like crap. But when we are thinking about, okay, well, what lights me up? What feels good? How can I reframe this or flip this so that I can make it fun? How can I gamify my work in a little bit? How can I uh, reach out to somebody who's going to make me laugh and give me a different way of looking things? We start working our way up into this state where all of a sudden we have momentum, we have flow, we have connection with others, and we have hope and empowerment. So that's what I'm all about. And I think I fell into this because, um, yeah, mostly like that's been so important in my journey. And I've recognized how much that impacts my productivity and my overall performance. So was there a point where you were struggling with this? And then like, what, what was kind of like the transition? How did you start off? When did you realize like, I can't do this anymore. And you had to yeah. like come up with a new way. Yeah. You know, there have been so, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, this, there have been, it's not like there's one rock bottom moment, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Necessarily like being an entrepreneur, there's ups and there's downs and there's ups and there's downs. I actually started my career as a coach, as a fitness coach many, many years ago. Um, I've been a coach now for over 12 years. And so I started in, in the fitness industry and that was, I mean, very easy to like have fun doing it. Um, but I definitely had some adrenal burnout because I was pushing so hard, getting up, teaching classes, um, 4 a.m. classes, teaching so many right in a row, kind of my role at that gym began to expand and I just began to pile more and more on top. So this is what can happen, right? We can get so out of balance. Even when something starts out fun, we might end up piling more stuff on top of us and that can actually then begin to yeah wear on us lead to burnout so that kind of led me actually into the world of productivity and i got so fascinated by just what does it take to be productive but even as i got into the productivity world i realized that i was kind of trying to be productive in order to get more done 
You know what I mean? Like, let's just, I just want to get more done. I think, I think honestly, I was like kind of born a hustler. Like I just like doing things and action and <laughs> that can tip over into um, excess really fast and, and again, lead to burnout. So I've, I've had to really become self-aware and slow down and recognize, and this is one of the key things that I really work with my students on, is that we need different types of productivity solutions at different stages of our business, different stages of our life for women, different you know, stages of our cycle, um, different situations. And so the real work is slowing down, putting habits and routines in place that allow us to come back to our inner wisdom where we can say, okay, what type of productivity do I need right now? What type of energy do I need right now? Do I need that hustle, that drive, that motivation? Or do I need some rest? Do I need some recovery? Do I need to activate more support in my business, right? So there's different things that we need at different times. And it's always going to come back to knowing what we need right now instead of like a one size fits all solution. So that was a very long winding answer. <laughs> no, and I love that. I mean, like, again, you know, the way that you talked about how you just kind of like figuring this process out and just trying different things, like wanting to do more, like you said, like, I want to be productive so I can do more, you know, like we've all been there. We, we, we have this concept that like by doing more that we get more done. If you work more hours, then you'll get more results. And it's just like, not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, and that is really the realization I think that many of us make as we become adults and we realize that somewhere along the way, we tied our self-worth and our value to doing, right? And that's really why so many of us crave productivity. We think that the more we do, the better we are. <laughs> the more we do, the better results we're going to get. But we have evidence all around us <laughs> that that's not always the case. It is not a game of who can do the most. And um, yeah, and I've experienced in, in myself trying to do more. It, it just, it can, it can leave you quite exhausted <laughs> with adrenal burnout. Um, so yeah, for the first step is really separating out, right. The, the self-worth piece from the doing piece. So I like to always say, tell my students, like, I'm not here to help you do more. I'm help. I'm here to help you be more. Right. And, uh, of course I know you and I both, uh, follow Jim Fortin, right. And he talks then and, and James Wedmore as well. And they talk a lot about that be, do, have model. And that really is where we want to operate from, right. Who do we want to be? And then, then from that place, figuring out, okay, then what are the steps that feel good um, that that person would be taking? I love this because it's such a different take on like the frame, uh, the frame of productivity um, because you're really attacking productivity from a mindset perspective instead of a how-to manual guide, like, um, you know, set your phone timer for 50 minutes and you know, like that aspect, which is great. Like, you know, like there's certain things that, that help you with that. But I love the, like the reframe, you know, because it's like what you said, if you're, if you're just like working and you're focusing on all these tasks and you're focusing on 
oh, well, look how much I did today. Well, it's like, well, did you look at the activities? Were they actually like the activities that you should be doing? You know, like those are the questions that, you know, we often don't ask ourselves. So like what, what is, you know, aside from the B, do you have like what, how did you shift that perspective in your mind to be like, okay, productivity is not about how you do it. It's about this process of being right minded into what you're doing. Okay. So first of all, I love what you said there because I totally made this mistake for many years. And I, I see many people do this same thing where they are searching first for the perfect planner, the perfect organization system, the perfect, um, you know, like, should I use Asana or Monday or Basecamp? What's the best app for productivity? Um, you know, we, I used to spend hours like searching the app store for productivity apps, thinking that that was going to be how I was going to get more productive. But we really, again, want to take that step back and figure out, okay, what does productivity mean? And is it really even about productivity? This is why I mentioned kind of redefining productivity because for me now, the way that I define it is, and I, I had to make this mindset shift for myself, was now being productive could mean taking a nap. Crazy, right? Being productive, <laughs> you're like, what? Uh, <laughs> being productive could be having dinner with your family. Right. And so it's about defining what productivity means to you and kind of redefining what success looks like for you as well. Because otherwise, we're going to end up, and I did this for many, many years, just with to do lists with a bunch of to do items that we're moving from one day to the next, to the next, to the next, and feeling like it's just a never ending cycle. And not really slowing down and evaluating, like, are these things getting me to my goal? Are these things in alignment with who I'm meant to be? And we're judging ourselves just based on that doing instead of these other ways of, um, yeah, defining productivity that could leave us feeling much more fulfilled. Um, so, so to answer your question, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, um, so you've mentioned like redefining productivity. So I'm curious of like, do you have an exact definition that you use that, that that's different? Like what your definition of productivity is? I guess I, a better way to phrase it for me would be more like expanding the definition of productivity, right? So typically productivity is like getting things done. <laughs> and I would expand that to say, you know, getting the right things done that are right for you and your goals, whatever that may be. So it's not just this like um, old school <laughs> definition of just like, get as much done as you can, right? And if you're doing the most, then you win. Like, no, this is like, what is it? What are your goals, first of all? A lot of times people don't start with the end in mind either, right? It's kind of like, just, I'm gonna just be in action instead of knowing where I wanna go. Um, but what I was gonna say is the, Number one habit, I know you geek out on habits, so this is really fun, that transformed everything for me is weekly planning. And I know this sounds like so, like I wish I could just like drop something like way more sexy sounding right then, but people are like, what is it? Weekly planning. 
but hear me out. <laughs> so weekly planning is something that I've been doing for, yeah, probably as long as I've been a coach. You know, I'd started doing this for myself about 12 years ago. And it's something that I have taught all my clients in any business that I've been in. We've woven this into the business in some way, shape or form. Um, I still teach this and I still practice this. So like if I've done something every single week for 12 years, like it's working, you know, it's, it's working for me. Um, I'm not one to hang on to habits that don't work. I, I'm a tracker. I like to track things. I like to see what's working. I like to see ROI. And if I don't, I let it go. I don't typically like hang on to, to habits unless it's like, yeah, like really giving me good ROI. Right. So what I've done for the past decade plus is the simple act of just slowing down every single week and writing down, like actually capturing it, just asking myself some quality questions each week. Like, how am I feeling mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? How am I feeling? How am I doing? Like, we don't do this enough. Just this slow down, like inner check. And then the second thing that I ask myself is just, you know, how, basically it's like, how was last week? Like, let's look at it. A lot of times we don't do this. We just want to, we're so resilient as humans. We just want to keep going like, ah, that week sucked. I'm just going to move on. Instead, what can we learn from it? What can we gain from it? What gifts were in the maybe low, low moments? And how am I going to make this next week better? Make my life better? How could I improve? And then, you know, just like that basic gratitude practice, kind of taking a moment and looking at where we are in comparison to where we were. A lot of us don't take the time to celebrate our wins. And so like we end up feeling like we're so far away from our goals because we're not actually getting this wider view of what we're actually accomplishing. So it's, that's been a huge part of like, okay, I'm actually like making progress in my life. And then um, looking ahead, you know, what do I want to create? A reminder of like, what are my goals? What am I working towards? What is my heart calling for right now? What is my spirit calling for? And what has helped so much about this weekly check-in is it's really easy to do. It's like, again, super simple, slow down and just ask yourself, how the heck you doing? Right. But when you do something like this every single week, just like as you were saying before we hopped on, when you have podcast conversations every single week, right? What do you start to do? You start seeing themes, you start seeing patterns, and you can't deny the evidence that's right in your face. And so because like, even if you've had like three weeks in a row, and this has happened to me where I'm like, man, I'm in, I'm encountering the same problem again and again and again and again it's like evidence in your face that you can't deny that something needs to shift and change so i'm a firm believer sorry my dog my dog agrees i'm a firm believer that a simple practice like this can absolutely transform your life and transform the way that you think about the way you work and live i love this this is so fascinating because it's like what you said Hey, like, how are we getting our ROI on habits? You know, a lot of times there's a lot of experts and they're like, Hey, you should do this, this, and this. And heck, I've even said that people should do that as well. Um, you know, cause I've just seen what certain habits have done for me and I want other people to have those same results. But it's like you said, if you're not tracking how you're feeling and 
this is a different level of habit tracking. So like when I think of habit tracking originally, you know, it's like, okay, so I, you know, ran this day, I ran this day, like that's the habit tracking, but you're coming from the perspective of like, okay, well, I just ran all those days. How am I feeling through that week? And I absolutely love that. So we can, I would love to like get some more elaboration on like your ROI, how you can determine ROI in your habits. Like particularly like, I guess, I guess it may be from the evaluation, but I was thinking of like meditation. Like how do you reflect whether meditation is working for you? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's, as you said, right, it's tying it back to how you're feeling and getting this overall picture of like what your life looks like and feels like. And if you're clear about what your goals are and what you're working towards, checking in with your goals on a regular basis, you're going to be able to then begin to say like, okay, yeah, I, I am making progress towards my goals right now. So what am I doing? that is helping to get me there. And, and also it's just about feel, following what feels good, right? And experimenting. I think one of the things that I've learned to do over the years that I wasn't good at before is I would be so rigid with my habits. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be super productive. So that means I have to meditate every day. And then I got to, you know, exercise this many times a week. And then I have to do this and I have to do that. And I would like, become a prisoner of the structure that I've imposed upon myself, right? So yes, structure gives you freedom and helps you to reach your goals, but also you need to give yourself like freedom within the structure <laughs> and evaluate again, yeah, ROI. And is it fun? Is it feeling good? Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it just because you read that you should, or because somebody else told you that you should, or because you told yourself that you should, or is it, is it really helping you uh, reach your goals? And, and by the way, like, is it okay if you don't meditate every day? Like, yes, who made up these rules, right? I think that in the productivity world, especially, we hear a lot about like that Seinfeld story about how Seinfeld got good because he didn't break the chain, right? Like he wrote jokes every single day and he put a little check mark on his calendar and he never broke the chain. And so we put so much pressure on ourselves not to break the chain that the one day that we do or the season of life that that, that particular habit isn't serving us anymore, then it's like, it's just like all or nothing. I used to be a totally all or nothing kind of person when it came to habits. And now I realize that it's like, oh, okay, um, this feels good right now. I'm going to keep doing it. This doesn't feel good. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's, it's the emotional attachment that we have to our habits. Like if we don't, um, you know, like let's say you eat bad. It's like, all right, well, just because you don't eat perfectly that day doesn't mean you should feel bad about it. And like, you know, um, one friend, she always says like good fads are, are bad bad food or good food. No, there's no such thing. It's just food, you know, like understanding like our attachment to that. And I love that you mentioned like not feeling chained. And I feel like it's always an interesting thing that I always seem to have guests that are talking about topics like just at the right time, because for the last like two weeks, I haven't been doing like my daily habits, but you brought up something that was so unique that kind of just like hit home with me. And I thought that it's valuable to share is like, I've always had a gratitude practice. I find that it's super valuable, but I've, I've found that like my mornings have just been different. I've just kind of been 
wanting to just like jump into my day. Like I've been not working out as much. I just been like getting into the work, but like the thing is, is like evaluating again, how am I feeling? You know, I'm still grateful every single day. So like, yes, the gratitude practice was super effective and I've done it for the last three years, but now I'm just waking up and I'm like, I feel amazing and I'm grateful and it's just my natural default setting now. And so if I, so do I need to do this? And I, and I guess like that's cause like so many people have talked about, and I'm glad we're talking about this cause so many people talk about having a gratitude practice and I've talked about it. And now I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, do I need this? Like, do I need to reevaluate this habit? Because I'm already, I guess, you know, I'm practicing it, but do I need to write it out? You know, like these are the things that we're kind of evaluating. I guess I don't even have a question off of that. Now I've just gone on this tangent. I love that. <laughs> no, I love that so much. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I'm like going on the record like, yeah, so here's my tip for the day is don't have a gratitude practice. <laughs> So I love that so much. And you know, you're just, you're asking yourself the right questions, right? It's not about should you or should you not? It's how are you feeling? And are you doing it just because you've always done it, which is a trap we fall into all the time, or did it serve its perfect purpose, right? And that like you've changed your, you've rewired your brain for gratitude. Like, isn't that the point of having a daily gratitude practice in the beginning? And I want to make the uh, distinction that I'm not saying that we shouldn't be self-integral, right? If we say we're going to do something, we should do it. Like, yes, and, <laughs> yes, and if we don't, it's an opportunity for us to, to check back in with ourselves. It's always going to be that. It's always going to be that, that opportunity to come back to self and say, okay, so I said I was going to meditate today, but I didn't. Let's explore that. Is it because I'm not getting value from it? Or is it because it's not the right time for me? Is it because this is a busy season? Is it because I don't like this form of meditation? You know, there's a, there's a gift in the not doing of the habit as much as there's a gift of like sticking to it. Um, but I, I just know for myself personally that I, I can get super trapped by my own habits. <laughs> and so I have learned to be very aware of that and not um, hold myself so rigidly to that. Like, it's like, I remember hearing once that somebody said that they don't finish a book that they start reading, like if they're not into it. And I was like, you can do that? You don't have to finish a book if you start it? Like that like blew my mind. And I've really applied that to other things because we have all these weird stories that we've bought into as a society. Like, okay, and it's probably comes from school, right? Like if you, you have to read that entire book and do a report on it. It's, and so what do we have? We have like this pile of books next to our bedside. And on a subconscious level, when we go in there, we look and it's almost like it's becoming a part of our, our identity, right? Like, I guess I'm just a person that doesn't finish books because we have that story that we should. So it's just a great opportunity anytime that a habit isn't sticking to slow down and ask yourself, like, what's really going on? Yeah, I love that. And you brought up such a great example um, in utilizing books because, again, I'm going to reflect this on myself because it's like I had all these habits that all of a sudden I'm not doing. And you're, you're, you're answering the question why I'm not doing these habits. Like, because... 
for me, I think the one reason why I haven't been reading daily is because the book is just like not doing it for me. And it's like, oh, that's why it's not, it's nothing like, oh, you just like don't want to read or, or this. It's like, no, you've just started this book and it just doesn't feel it's not connecting. But it's like you said, we have this, this, you know, attachment to completing things, you know, um, like, and it happens with like movies, you know, people start movies and they don't like it and then they'll just keep watching it even though they should. And I think that's such an important aspect of, you know, it's almost like the theme of, of today's episode is like reflection on the habits so that we can determine whether or not they serve us. One thing that you mentioned though, that I thought was super impactful was you said, you said, and, and you know, I'm not quoting here, but, but basically you were like, there's, there's something to um, be said about the benefits of not doing that habit. And I would love to go into that a little bit more in like how that can be effective. Yeah. I'm like, did I say that? <laughs> but there's always a benefit. There's a benefit to whatever we're doing or not doing. Right. So, I mean, that is, that can, we can go deep with that in many different ways. There's always a benefit to what we're doing or not doing. Um, but when it comes to habits, for example, um, I mean, the ultimate productivity hack is to stop doing stuff you don't like doing. Right. <laughs> and I think we sometimes forget that and habits as um, any, like anything else can creep up and pile on us. So, you know, I think as entrepreneurs too, like we've already like, broken free, right? From like the nine to five, like we're not going to do things that we don't like anymore. But sometimes on a subconscious level, we still have, have that wired in us a little bit, right? So then we're like, we become almost like our own worst bosses where I, I have to remind myself all the time, like, okay, slow down. If I were working for myself right now, what would I think of myself? What kind of boss am I being to myself? Because I can be so hard on myself. Like, okay, you're going to get up at five o'clock and then you're going to meditate and then you're going to do this and then you're going to reach out to three people and then you're going to show up and you're going to you know, do Instagram posts every single day and you're not going to take breaks. It's like, oh my gosh, right? We can become so, our habits can become very heavy and we can end up doing a lot of things that yeah, just aren't serving us and especially aren't serving us in maybe the season that we're in. So we were going to have one habit. I would feel if I, if I could only pick one, <laughs> my habit would be slowing down and coming back to self and asking, um, just checking in with myself and, and saying, is this working for me right now or not? Yeah. And I love that you, um, brought up like asking, like, do I like this? Um, and I think that's something that people often like miss, um, the boat on that, especially when it comes to like habits around like, um, you know, fitness and, and that type of health, you know, like the first thing that comes to my head and, and like one of my friends, you know, I, I love running. Like I, I get that, like, you know, the runner's high that people talk about, like, there's just something that I feel when I'm like on my own two feet and I'm just like taking my body going somewhere and just like, I get super energized from it. But like a lot of people don't like running. And so like forcing yourself to run is going to be so difficult to make that a habit if you're not finding like any joy or reward from it. Like you can't just be like, all right, well, every time I go for a run, I'm going to eat a donut afterwards. Like it's probably not gonna 
stick, like that reward that you may create with running is not going to work. But I think, you know, to your question, like, do I like this? You can just ask yourself like, all right, well, if you don't like running, like what if you went for a hike? What if you did rock climbing? Like what other activities that would do the same goal? You know, again, you're talking about goals that you could do that you would enjoy. Like maybe go surfing or like swimming or like there's so many bike riding. There's so many things that we, we lock ourselves in because people are like, you should run. And so, you know, like, and so, you know, too, from the fitness background, you know, of like this process of like, okay, so how do we go about not doing the things that we don't want to do, you know? Yeah. But I'm curious though, too, how that reflects in the business, because there may be some things that we don't want to do that we mm -hmm. still have to do. So how do we, like what? How do, Give me an example. <laughs> a good point i'm trying to think of one that works but technically you could probably always delegate a task to someone else like oh, i don't feel like writing this proposal it's like all right well hire somebody else to write the proposal for you <laughs> yeah i mean it's again it's not about resisting or not doing the hard things and um, I, I, I like to make that distinction and it's a subtle one, right? Cause sometimes we can be like, I don't like to do that. I'm just going to like throw money at this problem or I'm just going to outsource everything. But first they're remembering there's always a gift in that resistance. So let's say you don't like video marketing, right? Like you don't want to have to do that. It first, we need to slow down and ask like, what is the, if that's a habit that I wanted to put in place is to show up on video every single day. I, and I'm not doing it, what is the gift in the not doing, right? What am I learning about myself? Okay, I have to get real with myself and check in. Is it because I need more um, technical support, right? Do I need to reach out to Nick for support on this? Um, is it, do I have a fear there? Like what's really coming up for me that's creating this resistance? Is it just not for me? Like, am I, do I like to write more? Well, let's see. Like, what if I started blogging and that just like, you know, came really easily to me, right? So there is a gift in the resistance. And I think when we can um, take the shame, take the heaviness, take the pressure off of ourselves and stop just like trying to keep driving forward. And that's what we do, right? Okay, man, I didn't do my videos this week. Like what's wrong with me? Okay, I'm gonna put it on my list for next week. And then the week after that. And we begin to almost sink in this identity of like, I guess I'm just somebody that doesn't do what I say I'm gonna do. And that's really not what it is. It's the slowing down to see like, yeah, how can you flip this around? What could make this fun? Hey, maybe you wanna, you should start doing videos with like a friend and just get in this two-way conversation. Might, that might be the way to do it. So as you said, right, identify the goal and then figure out ways to make it fun or flip it or at least see what the gift is in that resistance. Yeah. And I love that too. And, and reevaluating where the resistance is coming from, you know, like, I love how you just broke down like the video. It's like, Oh, well, I don't like video. Or it's like, I can't do video. It's like, well, maybe are you scared of the judgment that comes with like showing up on camera? Like, what are these, what are these things or limiting the beliefs that, that we may be having that are underlying the reason of why we are not doing something? Um, and I find that, that that's such a, you know, important thing. Again, just like reflecting on how we're resisting 
these habits. Now, did this come naturally to you? Is this like a practice of this, like, okay, now I need to reflect on, you know, my resistance. Like, how did you become aware of this? Well, definitely just having a weekly check-in has helped me over the years. Um, but honestly, it's just have, have, I've had great coaches and what do coaches do? They ask us great questions, right? And I've had great coaches training, as we know. Um, been so blessed to work for James and and get his you know support and mentorship as a coach. And so, yeah, it, it's just recognizing that there's no right or wrong, right? There's no right or wrong. It's just what is the opportunity here that we can look for and to be curious like what a fun way to approach life and business right is to just get more curious about it instead of beating ourselves up for what we're doing or not doing or the results we're getting or not getting so yeah a lot of that just really i feel helps to soften everything um yeah and i, I think i probably learned it the hard way like this is this comes from years of beating myself up again and again and again so there you go you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly it you know you can learn from other people's uh you know mistakes to be able to find these reflection points and like what a what like that to me sounds like such a light practice you know that that would that's been a theme of this you know conversation is like making things light making things easy and just weekly and be like okay what did i do this week how did i feel are all these things serving me you know like to me and again to tie it back in like it makes so much sense from a productivity standpoint to reevaluate all of the things that we did this week and it and it's not all about work you know we talked about fitness you know it could be like you know this week was really great because i had like you know two great um you know times with like my spouse or partner or kids or what you know whatever it may be and so now you're like oh well all right so how can i incorporate that into doing it every single week you know like how did this make me feel how did it how did it do i just i love i love this um conversation and where this is gone now i'm curious too because you've talked about habits we've talked about habits i'm curious like what your like aside from obviously having an, a reflection but like what are some of the the habits that you do on on a daily basis to help you know perform at your best ah i love this question okay so i will share with you the habits that i currently have and knowing that this could change tomorrow, right? These are the ones that are working for me right now. So I think it's so important to say that because a lot of times, um, you know, we'll hear somebody on a podcast, like they, oh, they have this morning routine or this habit and it makes you feel like, okay, I better go do that every single day for 365 days. It's like, no, my invitation to anyone is to like, try these things out, see what sticks. Um, I think it's Tim Ferriss that he has this like quote that says, the good shit sticks. <laughs> Love I, just, it. I don't know. I just like, I always think about that because we can trust in that, right? Like if it's a habit that is really going to serve you and support you, eventually it will stick. So you can trust in that. Um, it may take a little bit of like practice, but um, yeah, give it a try. So my habit, my daily habit, my number one daily habit that I do every single morning is called the magical morning practice. And I learned about this from a online 
like blogger turned membership owner. She's amazing. Her name is Gala Darling. Um, some of uh, your followers might know her. She's, she's amazing. She has like the coolest Instagram ever. She's such a diva and um, just like queen. So her name is Gala Darling, G-A-L-A-D-A-R-L-I-N-G. This practice, I learned about it from a book that she wrote called Radical Radiance. And it's this simple practice where you get up in the morning and, you know, you grab your phone. Most of us like have our phones near our beds, even though we're not supposed to. Um, <laughs> and you grab it and you press record on the little, the voice memo app. Not that little weird one where you have to hold your thumb down on the text message, but like the actual voice recording app. And you share, you speak what you're grateful for. Like, so you just, you know, talk about what you're grateful for. So here's your gratitude practice. Um, and then you talk about your day as if it's already happened, like your, your perfect day ahead. But you talk about it in past tense, right? Because we're really putting ourselves in the energy of that, that, like somebody that's already had that day. And then you speak your future vision. Maybe it's one year, maybe it's five years, maybe it's even just three months, right? Um, time is weird now in, in a pandemic. <laughs> so three months, six months, a year ahead, you talk about that present life, like that life as if it's present. So you you're talking about your future in the present tense, like, oh, that's, you know, it's so amazing. Um, you know, my podcast has like 10 million downloads every episode, right? You're talking about it as if it's happening right now. So then you take this voice memo and you send it to somebody. <laughs> and this is your magical morning partner. So through this program, um, I, uh, Gala had a Google sheet that she's like, if you wanna be partnered up with somebody for this practice, I didn't even know what it was yet. Um, she's like, pick somebody off this name. So, or off this, uh, pick a name off this sheet. So I picked this girl's name, this was two years ago now. I was like, this is weird, I don't know what this is, but let me try. I shot her a text, I said, do you wanna be magical morning partners? And she's like, okay. I was like, I don't know what this is. She's like, me neither. And 788 days later, we have done this practice every single day, sending each other our visions. And it has, it's probably the most impactful practice that I've ever had in place. The most impactful, um, I don't even want to call it a habit. It's more of a practice. And it really takes having a committed partner. But since then, we've inspired, um, of course, Gala's inspired tons of people to have this practice. But a lot of our friends have made partnerships in this way. And Courtney and I, um, that's my magical morning partner, Courtney and I have just become great friends. We've like uh, supported each other through our businesses. We do collaborations together and have just developed this incredible friendship because you can't you can't not be super close to somebody that you share your deepest gratitudes and visions with every day. There's so much vulnerability that comes with um, a gratitude practice if you're actually going to be sharing it with somebody else and with a vision practice like this. So super, super powerful. And that's what I do every single morning, every single morning. Amazing. That is super unique and different, um, which I always love, you know, bringing in new perspective and new evaluation. I think what I find interesting too, it's similar to how we started this conversation when you were like, you shouldn't have to do this alone. It's like, oh, well, here we go. Here's a perfect example where you're doing a morning routine, a morning habit um, with someone else, you know, and being able to have that accountability and 
almost a reflection off of what you're sharing. You know, it like that one, it, that one-sided habit now just becomes two-sided. Yeah. It becomes really real too. I mean, to share your vision with, even if you did this once, like shared your gratitude and your vision with somebody else, um, like you don't even have to do it every day. There's something about that that makes it really real, especially with somebody who is, I mean, she was a stranger when I met her. Right. So she had like, what does she know? Like I can tell her anything. I could be like, I want to be a trapeze artist. And she'd be like, great, let's do it. <laughs> Cause she doesn't have any of the and most people won't, right? Like have any of the, the old stories about you or the same baggage that we carry around, the limiting beliefs. And so having a partner that's uh, as committed to your vision as you is super powerful. I mean, it's pretty much the same as having a coach too, right? Having somebody that sees the highest version of you at all times and knows that highest version of you and is fighting for that. And able to see those blind spots that, that we often don't see. It's so beneficial. Um, I have an accountability partner myself. Keep trying to get him on the show. We haven't got him on yet, but he'll definitely be on. But again, it's like that important part of, of having someone. Now, we only talk weekly, but it's so great to be able to have someone that we were talking on a regular basis, that you're talking ideas. And what I find interesting, too, about this habit is like there's other ways that I feel would be equally effective or or potentially could go hand in hand with it, but it just came up in my mind. And I, and I think it's been talked about in some habit book, but if like each day you sent like a gratitude message to an individual that you know, and told them why you're grateful for them and then having it be too two sided. And I think that would be kind of an interesting practice as well. I mean, it could go in addition to this. I think having one person, obviously, you know, because you're going back and forth and you're both doing it is super impactful. Um, But I just had that thought and I thought that that could be a cool thing to do every once in a while or do on a weekly basis where you just, you know, and I've talked about reaching out to people. I love the idea of doing like a voice message and I like doing videos too. If you just like record a video and send it to someone, my habit is actually birthdays. When it's somebody's birthday, I send them a birthday video of why I'm grateful for them and wish oh, them a happy that's birthday. Awesome. I love yeah. that. Well, and you know, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier about your gratitude practice, right? Like, why do we start a gratitude practice? We start it to rewire our brain for gratitude, which you've done. Um, but we also, like, a gratitude practice, <laughs> it's just so weird to me to think about a gratitude practice where you're just, keeping all your gratitudes like in this journal or something and why wouldn't you actually express it to like I'm so grateful for and I don't do this enough but like I'm so grateful for my mom I'm so grateful for my dad I'm so grateful for this I'm so grateful for that I'm so grateful for this thing that happened and it's like staying in this like weird little journal that nobody sees like that the whole point of it is to express it so I think there's a quote about that like a grat like gratitude unexpressed is like a unopened gift or something like that. Oh, that's cool. I'm I like, sure. I, I'm sure I botched that, but I mean, now if you botch it, now it's your quote, right? You know, now, now oh, yeah, it's your quote. <laughs> repackage it. Boom. Here's quote. <laughs> Love it. Make a meme out of it. You know, yeah. make a graphic. Love that's it. How we do it. <laughs> yes. So awesome. I so like, that. I love, you know, we talked about, uh, we talked about so, oh man, I love how these, it just went like full circle into 
you know, what productivity means and redefining it and just like having the support system, having people around you, um, you know, not being attached to these things, reevaluating, having reflection. I mean, there's just so many awesome notes, you know, through this episode. So thank you so much for all of the things that you just shared, because it's, again, it's been beneficial for me. You know, I feel like a weight has been lifted for me because I've spent so much time talking about these habits, everyone should do them. And now I'm like, you know, slacking on them. And I, I'm feeling like guilty about it. And you've kind of like taken that, um, that weight off of me. So thank you. Oh, I love that so much. And like what happens when we can like shed that guilt too, like we open up space. Maybe it's, this is all happening because there's a new habit that you're um, meant to start up. That's going to lead to something even like something different, something better, greater. So yeah, I love that. It's like creating space for that, giving ourselves grace and space. That's a big part of the productivity puzzle that we forget a lot. Love that. Love that so much. So one question I love to ask um, is, has, you mentioned one book today, but I'm curious if there's another book that has just been so impactful for you that you recommend to everyone. Oh, bless you. My gosh. Um, I'm like thinking at all the half read books on my nightstand right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. That is like something that uh, like, just, you know, it totally changed. Like you just always were recommended. You want to give it off as a gift. Um, is anything coming up for you in that regard? Mm-mm-mm. Well, um, let's see. I love the four agreements, of course. Um, I love Let's see, what else am I into right now? Um, it's so funny that I'm just like totally blanking on any books that I've read. Well, maybe I should look back right now. Um, I just read Untamed. That's a really good one if anybody hasn't read it yet. Um, mm, you know, it's a funny book that actually like started me, not a funny book, but a really one that I want to go back to because it totally changed the way that I, I think um, is the way of the peaceful warrior. It was one of the most impactful books that I read, um, as a teenager actually. Um, and, and maybe I read it like in college actually, but it began to open me up to mm, this, like spirituality in a sense, and just a different way of doing life. Um, and I followed that with a book called, um, the Tao of Inner Peace, the Tao of Inner Peace. And I have to like bring these books back into my rotation. The Tao of Inner Peace was another game changer. And it talks a lot about this like releasing of the resistance, right? Talking a lot about that Tao, um, the yin and the yang, how we need that, that balance of both. So those are a couple of books that kind of come to mind um, in this moment. Love it. No, that's great. You know, again, if you can't think of one thing, think of four other awesome ones. <laughs> I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. This was so great. Um, real quick, I know there was, um, you have a productivity download, right? 
that, that people do. can access? I, actually, mm-hmm. I have a little mini course that people can take. So it's a seven day productivity mini course. And uh, you can find it on my website, which is just kimimorton.com. K-I-M-I-M-O-R-T-O-N. Morton like the salt, no relation. Um, and yeah, so it's like a, it's a seven day kind of productivity challenge. And I say productivity to get you in there. Cause I know you want to do more. And then we're going to, you know, talk about juicy things like rest and <laughs> expanding that de- definition of productivity. But I also in there have my exact weekly planning process that I do each week. So, um, you can dive a little bit deeper into that. And yeah, and I got some like apps and things too, but only after you get back into alignment and figure out what it is that you really want and what productivity means to you. Love it. And that link is in the show notes. So you guys can access that. Highly recommend diving in. Um, lastly, so what's the best place for somebody to, aside from your website, get in touch with you, follow you um, on social? Yeah. So Instagram for sure. I'm at Kimi M, K-I-M-I-M. Uh, on Instagram, I was like, just watching your video about how you're supposed to have everything aligned in your branding. I was like, Oh no, (gasps) I don't. But I like my Instagram handle and I feel like there's like a musician somewhere and her name is Kimi M because I get like message tagged and stuff (laughs) and and stuff. And so maybe someday she'll want to come and buy my Instagram for millions of dollars. (laughs) Um, but yeah, at Kimi M DM me, that's like the best place to find me. Love it. Awesome. Kimmy, thank you so much for being here. This was so amazing. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you all of you for listening. You know me. I appreciate you guys. And as always, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care and I'll talk to you soon.